Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Nope. The summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. Sing. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. To the hook. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. And this is the podcast for Monday, September the 19th. You bunch of lowlifers, hope you're doing well out there. Thank you for joining me. And if you were just joining for the first time and wonder why I insulted you by calling you a lowlifer, well, that's what you 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 are now. You're part of the lowlifer community. You're living the low life. That's what the listeners of this program refer to themselves as. And that song is Biloxi Blues. That's a song I wrote many years ago and recorded many years ago. And uh, get that out of the way because a lot of people ask about that still, and I'm grateful for that. Very grateful for that. Uh, it's good to be back, man. There are so many things going on in the fishing world. I've been tagged in a lot of posts this week, man. I can't wait to hear Luke's take on this. And I really, uh, I really do appreciate that. It's, it's funny to, uh, kind of be in that position where people, you know, even if they don't like you, which is, which is a lot of folks out there, you know, got some, got some weird little, little stalkers to hang around the show sometimes. Right. 
uh, like to peek through the blinds and then and then run their mouth. But they're going to watch. They're going to watch. They're going to be there every week. But it, it, it's funny. I had a buddy text me. He's like, dude, when stuff, when stuff goes down in the fishing world, people are just tagging you like crazy. In these comments, and uh, and that's that's fun, man. So it's been one of those weeks. So many there, there are a lot of positive things going on. There's a lot of crazy things going on, and 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 some negative. But we're gonna get all into it today for sure. Got a good guest. We're gonna have two guests. Uh, we're gonna have two guests on today, but uh, we're gonna save one for next week because uh, he was busy today when I'm uh, when I'm recording this. So been uh, been been busy myself this week. A lot of TH stuff going on and uh, work, 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 work and getting ready for a big, uh, the Ibex boat building show for TH Marine. We go to every year down in Tampa. So I've been building booths this week and uh, putting my carpentry skills to to work. And that is, that's something that uh, I'm not good at. You know, I, you wouldn't want me to build you a birdhouse, let alone like a, a trade show booth. But I, I've, I've done it a couple times a year for the last 17 years. They They're like, hey, Bring your non-construction, uh, you know, skilled self down here to Huntsville, Alabama, and let's let's build some stuff. So that that does happen, and I've been doing that this week, hanging with some of my brothers from TH Marine, and then Hudson and I have been rigging out the X twenty one the last few days, and uh, much to the uh, <laughs> he's busted up like I am. That aluminum will get you now. You get down in there digging around. I don't know what's worse, aluminum. Uh, or fiberglass getting into your skin. Probably fiberglass, I would say, from years of working on working on fiberglass boats as well. So uh, aluminum gets you, though. You get to digging around down in there looking for some wiring harnesses and things like that. But we getting our, uh, we getting rigged up and ready to go. I also got to, uh, got to go dove hunting this week. I ran my mouth about that the last couple of weeks. And I got to go Sammy George, Sam George Fishing, invited me to come to his, uh, his amazing farm and and uh, there at his his folks' house, they got a Christmas tree farm. It's pretty cool, and uh, big business for for Sammy and those in the in the George family over the years. And it's in charge of that, but they do a dove hunt there every year. So I, myself, I, I invited, got invited. My buddy Big C, y'all know Big C if you listen to the show for any number of years. Big C, Kyle Austin, who just finished in the top five there at the Bassmaster Open up on the Chesapeake. Kyle had stopped at Trey's on his way to the Red River. And uh, Trace at Sammy's, and then uh, little buddy, little buddy uh, Trey Swindle, our buddy Elliot. But but we got Trey Swindle out of the house, man. We got him out. And I, I gotta say, we gave him hell all day long, all afternoon long. And uh, what what Trey has shown me through this with the resiliency of uh, with handling the DQ like he has, and and just. Uh, not letting it get to him, man. And now he's down at the Red River practicing for this week's open, and he's just trudging through. And it's it's really uh, it's been made me emotional, honestly. Like I, I I've been I've been so happy. I talked last week. There was some negative. You know, you always get these these mouth breathers that are going to say dumb stuff because they don't know any better, right? Or they're they're insecure in their own skin, um, and they're jealous of like a kid. But what what Trey did made an honest mistake. And uh, obviously, he didn't have the proper amount of coverage, or couldn't prove that he had the proper amount of coverage. And uh, and and Hank made a tough call there, Hank Weldon. And I've talked to Hank this week. Shout out to Hank. He listened to the show. He reached out to me. He and I had a conversation back and forth. And uh, nothing but respect for Hank. And uh, it's a tricky situation. It's a very tough situation. And uh, everybody's learned, and everybody's moving on. But but to see the positivity that has has kind of 
just been overwhelming towards Trey through this entire process has been, uh, it's been really, it's just made me happy, man. You know, there's, there's been a few little negative chirps, but for the most part, it's just, it's, and I feel bad, honestly, for JT Tompkins that won the event because Trey has really, man, any post you see about, it's all about Trey. And I love that because Trey's fishing skills led him to be in that position on the last day. And he was, he was kicking ass, man. And he had a chance to win. And, uh, and then, and then that happened, unfortunately. And I think that, you know, I think there are more people today that know who Trey Swindle fishing is in the Trey Swindle in the fishing industry now than ever before. And and he's a kid, he's out there doing it on his own, man. He's got some great sponsor help, but, but the kid, there's a misconception. You get, again, the mouth breathers that think that, first of all, a lot of people think he's Gerald's son and he's, uh, he's Gerald's nephew. Uh, Trey's, Trey's father passed away, Gerald's brother when uh, Trey was very young, and and Gerald is Gerald is certainly Trey's uncle, and Gerald's one of the biggest names in the sport. But in in one of Gerald's promises to Trey's uh, dad, Tony, he, he wasn't going to give him everything, and and he doesn't. He doesn't. He makes Trey work for what he's got, and uh, you know, sure, does he help him with tackle every now and then, things like that? Absolutely. But you know, you see people that that jealousy seeping out, where they're like, "Well, he'll be all right. Uncle G will take care." of it. It's not like that. It's just not like that. Uh, does Gerald love him very much? Absolutely. Does Gerald help him out? Absolutely. But not to the extent that most people would like to, ins- that most people like to insinuate. So it's been really cool to see him kind of, you know, do his own thing. And and he's really, uh, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. So if you're not following Trace Wendell, make sure you are, man. He he deserves it. He's going to be around this deal for a long time. It's just like Hank Weldon said. It's a terrible situation. But the the kid's twenty two years old. This is this is not going to be his last chance at hoisting a trophy, going to the classic. You know he's going to fish all nine opens again next year. Hopefully he can slide into the elites and uh, and do this thing, man. It's all he's ever wanted. It's all he's ever wanted. So, but I got to spend some time with him this week, and I'm just reminded every time I'm around Trey, he's just he's a joy to be around, man. He is, and uh, and, and even in defeat, he's he's a good dude. So. Uh, Shout out to everybody that's been kind to him in this situation because, listen, if you a 50-year-old running your mouth about this, I guess you forgot about what it was like to be 21, 22 years old, but, and you probably never took any chances or, or were ever in a position like that in life, I'm sure, if you could say something negative. But it's, uh, it's not a joke, right? Like it's, you know, I mean, he's had a hard time with this. And a lot of people would have snapped rods over their knees and, and took off, you know, doing donuts, shooting Hank Weldon birds. I mean, hell, that kind of stuff has happened when people have been disqualified from tournaments. But Trey's just uh, – he's back in, man, and, and fishing the rest of the Opens for the rest of the year. And best of luck to him down at the Red River and all the, all the other classic and elite hopefuls this week down there. All right, I've got to say a quick thank you to the sponsors that make this all possible here at Low Budget Live. First and foremost, the OG sponsor – Startron kicking ethanol in the teeth. You do not want ethanol getting in or around your outboard engine. All fuel, unless it's 100% ethanol free, but all fuel, they got that 10%, contains 10% ethanol. That's enough to screw you over. A little dab will do you. Put some Startron in your tank, enzyme fuel treatment, and get it out of there. Nothing will ruin a great day on the water like an outboard engine that will not run. Put some StarTron in your tank and take care of it. We appreciate the folks from StarTron making this all possible. Pro Guide Batteries. 
ProGuideBatteries.com. Man, I, I've uh, I've had the Express out a couple times, and uh, like I said, we've got it torn apart right now rigging, but I love those new lithium trailer motor batteries. They are uh, they're super impressive. Of course, lightweight and stay charged. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. Like I, you can run them a couple of days without plugging them up, and you're gonna be all right. You are gonna be all right, especially if you run a power pole charge system set up like I am. But you can use code LBL10 LBL10 at ProGuideBatteries.com. Uh, I saw many of you do this every single week. I, I've, I saw a couple orders last week, uh, big orders, man. And I, I'm grateful for you guys using that code and uh, and supporting the people that support not only me but the but the sport. You know, they're Bass Talk Live. They sponsor a lot of anglers out there. They sponsor MPFL. It's uh, they're they're a great company, great people. ProGuyBatteries.com, BaitWorks.com, Bait-Works.com. Where are we going to have the LOB jig? Hopefully, sooner than later. We're, wait, we're waiting on a few things, waiting on hooks and waiting on skirts, but we, we are ready. We're sitting on go, ready to start pouring jigs. But baitworks.com, if they ain't got it, you probably don't need it. And if they ain't got it, they probably got it on the way. They continue to add to their inventory daily since really kind of ramping up going online last fall, right? They're a year into this deal. They have the Superstore up in Springfield, Missouri, attached to Boatworks, their boat dealership, they, you know, the brick and mortar store that's loaded to the gills, but now they've expanded into the, the online world and you can get it. If you don't want it, you better not hit order because it's going to show up at your front door. You can use code Duncan-10, Duncan-10 at bait-works.com to tell them you are a low lifer. Many things to come there with those guys. Last but not least, hang the banner. Right there, the classic winning High-performance aluminum bat. That's pretty cool to get to say every single week. I'm not going to lie. Y'all probably get tired of hearing it uh, because it is – It's. I'm like – I just spit it out every week the same way, just constantly. But it is amazing – to have to see the evolution in these boats and to see the evolution of the pro staff and the things they've been able to accomplish and to be a part of that in some very small uh, role is, is is awesome to be a part of that Express Boats family and to see Christy winning you know winning multiple elites winning the classic Billy Lowen winning the classic uh, excuse me Billy Lowen winning elite series seeing Summer all out there competing at this high level man it's it's awesome uh the x21 le is what i'm running right now a little different layout i will have a video out this week hopefully when i get this thing buttoned up we will have our first walkthrough video of it i'm just trying to get everything on it right now but took it out i absolutely love the thing and uh can't wait to share it with all you folks got the c deck on it bow to stern uh, something i am running in in that thing this year sonar pros harness my man trent palmer sent me a sent me a harness hudson and i've been meandering that thing through the boat it's uh it's it's tall order sometimes but uh we're getting her getting her rigged out with the 250 yamaha show on the back of that thing i took it way 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 up a little tributary off the tennessee river on friday and uh so much fun man so much fun no graphs just went and gotten some skinny 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 water throwing a frog around it's a good time good time so express boats building excitement since 1966 Oh, let's see. See, I don't even know what that noise is for, but I'm here for it. Moving on, moving on. Uh, lots of things going on. First, I wanted to I wanted to open with a couple of couple, two or three, four real positive things going on, um, or bittersweet. 
The first one, Jay Ellis. Jay Ellis is retiring. And he is uh, he is somebody that I can't imagine what bass fishing would have been like professional bass fishing to not have him in it. He's been in it for a very long time. Such a great human, but fantastic angler, fantastic teacher, and and just he's just done it all, man. He's just done it all, and it, and it makes me smile to think about my memories of watching Jay fish. I was in I was in Birmingham on the front row. Um, when he won the classic down there, and I remember the chills on my arms when they come bringing him into that arena, and he'd been fishing up below the, the Logan Martin Dam there on Lay, drifting on the current, which was something I grew up doing. I loved it, and it was cool to see that that's uh, that's how he was breaking it down and and catching them there. And they had that uh, they had that pontoon boat, their iconic footage, but the pontoon boat ran in between him and the bank in a real small area. It's crazy, but Jay uh, Jay was able to win that classic. And he's done so many things, but I've had the pleasure of getting to know Jay over the years personally and, and uh, fishing against him on the FLW Tour when he came over there. And it's just always surreal to me to look over and see Jay Ellis. So the fact that he is uh, he's had some health issues and uh, and he's hanging it up. He's hanging it up. And and uh, we can't we all owe Jay a debt of gratitude for teaching us so many things and fishing and just always being a class act. So thanks to Jay Ellis. And and uh, you know, that's gonna clear up a spot in the Elite Series for somebody. Hmm. Who could that be? Somebody might be on the bubble. Somebody might be getting back in. We're gonna talk more about that. But I'd say it's officially official. But I'm not. I'm not going to ruin it for him. Y'all, y'all can put your heads together. But, but Yellis uh, retiring the spot goes back to someone on the Elite Series list that might have been on the outside just peeking in a little bit. So, uh, congrats to Jay on, a, on an amazing career, and I wish him the best of luck going forward. My man, holy crap, Hunter Bogman, Hunter Bogman. Listen, I, I don't think. I could have won the biggest tournament in the world and not have been as not be as excited as I am right now, or as I was whenever I saw the the results from the Toyota series at Lake Truman out there, Truman Lake in Missouri. I was talking with Mark McQuaw about this. We were texting back and forth about it. One of the greatest, in my opinion, moments in bass fishing history. But Hunter, we've had Hunter on the show before, if you remember from last year. I met Hunter for the first time at the inaugural MPFL event down at Lake Eufaula. We covered him down there. He caught him really well. He caught him basically everywhere we went last year. Was down in Florida when his when his baby girl was on the way. We had to get him to the airport, planes, trains, and automobiles and get him home. Then he flew back to finish out the tournament at the Harris Chain. Just crazy. The dude is obsessed with fishing. He fishes as many events as anybody I know, and he got the win at Truman, they got him on stage, and and Hunter, if you if you've never looked him up, or if, if you don't, uh, if you don't remember that episode, but Hunter is wheelchair bound. Hunter was born perfectly healthy and had meningitis. Hunter lost both of his legs, and he has uh, he has, I think, one arm, and he's and he, and he has a, a deformity uh, on another arm, and it is. Uh, he is amazing. He's amazing. He is an outdoorsman. He shoots bows, guns, kills deer. The dude is amazing, but he is a fish catcher. 
like take all the fact, like his disabilities, everybody wants to get hung up on that, you know, and it is incredible. It is incredible. But take all that aside, like my dude is an animal. Like he catches them all the time. And when he's not fishing a big event, he's fishing a smaller event at home. He just fishes. He, he uses the hashtag hunter fishes and it could not be more appropriate. That's all the dude does. He is a machine, son, a machine. And he was a pound out going into the last day, and I woke up. I had a, I had a, just a funny feeling yesterday. I don't know. And uh, I was so glad to see that. And Mark McQuaid told me um, with their setup, they never had Hunter on stage with his wheelchair. And Mark's like, I wanted to make it work, and they got him on stage, and he wins, man. It doesn't get any better than that, guys. That should be the biggest story. That Not only in bass fishing. It should be one of the biggest stories in the country. You want to cover something? Cover the fact that you should shut your mouth and never make an excuse again. Ever. Ever. And I was going to have Hunter on today. And we were texting last night. And uh, he's like, you name the time and I'll be there, Bubba. And I'm like, all right, well, in the morning I'm recording. And he says... I can't. I'm fishing tournament. <laughs> so Hunter left Truman, drove down to Arkansas, to the Arkansas River, and is fishing some team tournament championship this morning. He can't help himself. So we're going to have Hunter on next week for sure. Uh, just somebody that when I, I was on site at the MPFLs last year, it was always a joy to be around. I had the pleasure to spend a lot of time with him last year. Got to cover him several times with him catching the crap out of him. And uh, just a just a solid human, man. Just a solid, solid human, and and uh, I'm so happy for him and his family. So y'all go, y'all go follow Hunter. Go give him a big congratulations because it's it's just awesome, man. It it I just I haven't stopped smiling to be honest. Like it's just been uh, my wife and I last night. We were just all excited, and folks from the MPFL texting around. But dude, he fishes ABAs, he fishes MPFL, he fishes BFLs, Toyotas, team tournaments. I, I said it in a post online. He fishes as much as anybody I know, as many tournaments as anybody I know. It's it's incredible. It's truly incredible. So congrats to Hunter Bogman, man. Takes it by a pound out there, wins him some cash, and uh, it's just awesome. Just so fun to see, man. You should never make excuses. I can only said it best, never give up. And uh, and we all get caught up in our own whatevers in life. I, know, I, I am a million percent guilty on a daily basis, and Hunter has taken what life has given him and just said, all right, and and like a running back, just grabbed it, and just through the line, man. He just and he does life better, better than anybody I know. And uh, it's 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 a joy to see. So congrats, congrats to my dude Hunter Bogdan on that. Uh, gotta say a quick congrats to Jacob Wheeler for being just what he is. Incredible. Another uh, just adds angler of the year to the shelf. And I think this is the first top ten maybe missed all year or something crazy. Uh, or made six top tens. I don't know something something really dumb. He plays that game. Not only is a great angler, but he plays that major league fishing game better than anybody. I mean, obviously, but he has got it down. Uh, unless you're talking about Dustin Connell, and maybe he doesn't play it as good as as Dustin has this year. Three wins, two back to back. My God, my God, DC on a roll, man. Uh, can't say enough about the dude. He's a he's a hammer, and I'll tell you if you don't follow him on like YouTube, social media stuff, he gives out the goods. Dustin Dustin will lay lay the dirt on you, man. I'm telling you. So uh, cool to see three time winner in one season. I, I don't know, like I don't care what tra- what you're doing. That ain't whew, especially with that format. Like that's just not easy 
to me. Like it's just it's just not easy to do. So congrats to Dustin on a win. Somebody else I wanted to bring up from BPT MLFLW RIP FLW uh, Dakota Ebert. Somebody I got to get on the show. Dakota is uh, and and has been a, a wrecking ball since he came on the FLW tour. You know the last year I fished, uh, Dakota was around. I don't know Dakota well. We got a lot of mutual friends, but he uh, he's a fantastic angler. But I think he's he's coming off of like either his sixth or seventh straight top ten, straight top ten, dude. It's incredible, incredible. And that's pro circuit and uh, BPT included in that. But he just qualified for BPT last year. He's mixing up with those dudes, and it's uh, it's man, he's he's got it dialed, and he's so versatile, man. You see the things he does to catch them. Very cool to see Dakota uh, doing well. And, and I got to give a shout-out to my little buddy, Michael Neal, as well. He made the top ten up there. It seems like he's always in a top ten. Wins Angler of the Year in the Pro Circuit two years in a row. Nobody is as dialed as he is right now, I feel like, across the board. You know, I mean, he's in a very, very elite group of people that uh, that are smashing on him, man. So, congrats to all of them boys. Of course, you got the uh, Bassmaster Open this week down at the Red, the old dirty Red River. And uh, got a, my, I got a text from our guest. Hang on a second. Hang on. All right. So uh, got three more opens that will kind of settle out who's who and who's gonna who's gonna roll into the elites next year. Of course, the overall will be decided. The top three from that go, and then uh, you still got the southern and centrals where they will take three people from those as well. If there's a double qualifier, they call down the overall list. So a lot of people jockeying for position in those, and they got another really, 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 let me emphasis on really tough tournament at the Red River uh, this week. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. I think there are seven bass that live in that entire thing now, and uh, somebody somebody going to go to the Classic, though. Those are the, ones, those are the ones to be in because it doesn't take a pile of weight. And uh, you get on a little deal, a little solid deal, and you can certainly go to the Bassmaster Classic. So second event in the Central Division kicks off, and word on the street is, word on the street, going to be some rule changes for the Opens next year. Word on the street is we're going to see a schedule hopefully soon, and they they say, whoever they are, huh? best schedule they've ever had. I have made the statement on here that I'm not going to fish next year. Uh, I don't have time to fish all nine, obviously, but uh, – I've been told, though, been told that there's a couple divisions that I might not be able to ignore. So we'll see. I have been, I have been challenged that there are some divisions that I might not be able to pass up. So we'll see. We'll see. Bring it on. Bring it on. Uh, so look forward to hearing uh, what kind of changes I may have. Hopefully, you know, maybe some payout changes. We'll see. We'll see about the Bassmaster Opens. Of course, something that's going to, I would think, help the Opens a lot is uh, I talked about it last week, and it's these pro circuit changes. The Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit is no more. It's going to be called the Major League Fishing Invitationals. They are going to be called that. So the FLW Tour, uh, it's it's changing again. You know, it morphed into the pro circuit, and now, of course, it is the uh, MLF Invitationals. And I talked about this a lot last week, so I won't I won't just rip on it too much. I saw the uh, the slide deck that was presented to the Pro Circuit Anglers. Of course, it was presented to the BPT guys first for some reason, and then uh, and then presented to the guys that pay money at the Pro Circuit, and a lot of, a lot of which have been after it for a very long time. And it was met with mixed reviews. 
overall, I think the payouts are not bad. Uh, they went down a couple thousand dollars throughout the uh, standings there, from best I can tell. They're going to pay ten grand down to 30th instead of 50 but I think there's some $8,000 checks down through there. $5,000 entry fee. You know, uh, something that cracked me up, though, is on the, on the deck, they were comparing it to the Opens and the MPFL uh, on their slide deck. And I just thought that was funny. I thought it was cool to see MPFL being compared, whether it's good, bad, or the ugly. You know how they're comparing it. But to see that, you got Boyd sitting there with his glasses on, and he's comparing it, uh, comparing it to MPFL, which is a trail that's, you know, not even in two years in. When you're comparing the FLW freaking tour to MPFL and the Opens, like it's not – like, it's been a notch above the Opens, right? Like, the, it was the tour. It was as high as you could go at FLW until they bought it. Uh, so, it's just kind of bizarre. Uh, and the payout is better than the Opens, but you're also paying $5,000. Now there's no championship. And something else that kind of makes me laugh, they have this win and you're in thing now. You know, they all left Bassmaster because of Bassmaster doing everything terribly, apparently, according to most of those guys. And now they're just ripping off the opens completely and you get to go to, but you don't get to go to the classic, you go to Red Crest. So I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of bizarre. We'll see what ends up happening overall with, uh, you know, participation. I, I feel like guys are going to fish. There's just, you know, some people are, are loyal to a fault. And I, I think as long as there are good people there that have been with FLW and for a very long time, I think you'll still have guys sign up. It's going to be interesting to see. I saw some of the chat messages going on during the Zoom, and uh, there were lots of people that were not happy. There were lots of people that were not happy. I will say that. I, 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 and, I, and I don't blame them. When you feed them a uh, sandwich, and you're basically like, yeah, you're the pieces of that are costing us money, and you bought the organization. It's bizarre. And, uh, and you know, you can never rip that Band-Aid off. But they said they lost $2 million. Like I said, I can't look at their books. It makes sense to me that it would be. But also at the same time, I said right here, almost about three years on the nose ago, right here that upset some people, hurt some feelings. Um, When they started bending sponsors over a barrel, you know, that were with the FLW Tour, and I've been in some of those conversations, and I've heard how that went, but they lost significant sponsors. They tried to strong-arm Ranger Boats and Bass Pro Shops, on the on the tour side of things, and I know what the Ranger sponsorship was with FLW, and it was significant. And they ran that they ran that deal off. Uh, Costa left. There were lots of things that went on, and I think that that hurt. And that was just an arrogance thing coming in, uh, ripping up contracts and being like, "Well, this is going to cost you more money now." And I and that and that definitely hurt things. It definitely did. But to basically blame the old FLW tour, the pro circuit for your financial woes though. And just be like, Hey man, we're losing 2 million. So we're going to change this up. It doesn't make us any money. And obviously the Toyotas and BFLs, I feel like are probably the money makers. And that's ultimately why they bought it. I mean, I don't think they ever wanted the pro circuit. They never wanted that extra layer. Um, I, I just think that if you're, if you're signing back up for that and granted, that's what's going to qualify you for BPT still, I think, even though you can cherry pick them from what I've heard, you can just fish one if you can get in. I don't know. I've heard Bass Pro Tour guys can cherry pick them and get in, or just everybody can cherry pick them. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it works. But uh, I, I just don't know how you could, could 
continue to say, hey, I'm going to put my eggs in this basket. If you want to do the professional bass fishing thing, if you just want to fish six and be done, I get it. But at the same time, I don't see this trail being there in another year. Like these significant changes, granted this payout's still pretty good, I just don't see them sticking with it. I, I don't. If it's costing them that much money, and that money needs to go to the bottom line or go to BPT or go wherever, I don't see them continuing to have it. You know, that top prize payout, it dropped down. I think you got to have a Phoenix to get over six figures with that now. So, I mean, certainly the payout changed significantly. It's still down into the field. It's pretty good. But it, it for me, it'll be interesting to see who signs up, how many guys sign up, and, uh, and how many guys jump over and just fish all nine opens. I think that... Uh, I was talking with some industry folks this week, and they're like, what do you think this will do? And I, I really don't know. I don't know. I think it all depends on what your goals are. Like, do, do you want to be on the Bass Pro Tour? Do you want to fish the Elite Series? Do you want to just fish? I've got friends that fish the tour that just like fishing six events with a champ, chance at a championship that are – like, you take a guy like Alex Davis. He runs a successful guide business. He likes fishing for big money. FLW Tour is where it's at. He's a, He's been a Ranger Pro forever. They were heavily involved with the tour until the last couple of years. So – I just think you've got that that group of guys. Like, what does what does an Alex Davis do? What does a Kurt Mitchell do? What there are a lot of guys that have made their careers there. Um, but I, I'll just double back on something I said last week. I just hate it for the legacy of FLW. I hate it for all the people that have been very successful building their careers with FLW that had great careers with FLW. I just I hate it. I hate it for the hard work that went into the tour so many years, guys like Bill Taylor and Kathy Fennell and the things that they did to try to, to try to separate it. They were innovators for a very long time. They certainly pushed bass to up their game, especially payout wise in the late nineties, early two thousands. And we saw unprecedented things happen there. Million dollar winners, things like that. And uh, I think it's a shame. I think it's a shame that this level eventually will just be kind of erased. You know, that's my take on it. That is my take on that. All right, and uh, still, I think it's going to be a good trail to fish. I do. I think the payouts are okay. I, I just think that it would be hard for me to emotionally and monetarily invest in it thinking that there's a chance that in a year or two years that it's just non-existent. That's, that's the scary part. Now, obviously, with BPT qualifications, they'll have to revamp somehow if that were to be the case, but uh, it's very interesting. It's, it's an interesting setup, and, and I just – have a hard time believing that the pro circuit slash FLW tour was just this big gigantic black hole of money that never made any money until certain sponsors never came back. Like that's, that's my thing. That's my thing. Uh, all right. So make sure our guest is ready. So our guest today reached out to me and this was something I got tagged a lot and people were like, man, I can't wait to see this. And my take may surprise you on this. But MLF had a, had a weird deal that happened up at Mille Lacs where two anglers were given citations for breaking a state law. Something that is allowed in their rules, the technique, is one, one angler to set this up. Got you a smallmouth on, you put that bad boy in the boat, and you fire another line out while they're weighing your smallmouth to keep the school fired up. You catch two at a time. They do it for excitement for the camera. You see guys at Bass do this as well. As long as you're not culling, you can do it. You get a fish in the boat, you can fire another rod out there. You unhook him, you can fire a drop shot out there and lay the rod on the deck. You see guys do it. See guys do it a lot. As long as you don't cull 
In a five-fish tournament, you can do that. So it's nothing new. But Minnesota has a law against two-line fishing for, for a singular angler. Uh, believe the way it's written, single angler. Can't have two lines. And so you see these guys, they, they do it at, at smallmouth events mainly. And little Alton Jones Jr. and Jacob Wheeler were both given citations, but they weren't disqualified for the event. There have been people in a mad, crazy uproar about this. And because a lot of tournament organizations do state that if you break a state law, you're disqualified. That's not how their rules written, to my knowledge. My beef is the fact that it's in the rules that you can do this, and Major League Fishing didn't know the state laws to let their anglers. They put and and look, the anglers should should read the laws as well. But I can tell you, I've been to a lot of different states fishing in my life. Been very fortunate to do that. I don't always look at all the state laws. I dare say every Elite Series guy, I mean, there's probably some, but I dare say every BPT guy, you don't know all the state laws, man. You don't. You don't. It's your responsibility. It says that in the rules, but most of us don't. Most of us don't. But I think for MLF to not know that that's a law, the tournament director, to not know that's a law, and to put the anglers to not just say, hey, at the meeting or whatever, when you're talking about crushing the pro circuit, (laughs) you could have just said, hey, don't do that this week. To put them all in this situation, I will get, applaud them for releasing the uh, uh, press release about it, being upfront about it. I've heard tell some things like this happened on the Elite Series, guys with fishing license, different things this year. It happens. It happens. It's not an automatic DQ every single time. It's just not. And I think it, it depends on totally, totally on what happens. But I've had people comment and tag me and say, well, Bass DQ'd somebody over insurance. They can't even, you know, del- DQ somebody over breaking the law, damn BPT. Man, I, I just don't see it like that. Uh, I don't, they all had the opportunity to do it. So it's not like Wheeler and Alton Jr. had an advantage by doing it or were doing something shady or sneaky. All of them have the opportunity to do it. It's written in black and white in their damn rules that you can do it. So they just got caught by the DNR per video. However, that happened. They got citations, they moved on. Um, I don't necessarily think they should have been disqualified at all. I don't. I think everybody wanted my take to be like, burn it down to the ground on this. But it's just not, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I think DQs are harsh, dude. I do. I think DQs are harsh. Now, like the situation with Sprague, he ought to be banned just for the blatant lie, right? And, and, then, a, and then a track record. But like in this situation, I don't know. I just didn't get that fired up over it. Um, but one of the two guys reached out to me and was like, hey, I know you're going to talk about this on the show. I would like to come on the show and talk about it with you. And I love that. I love that. I thought that was awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get him on the phone right now. I'll look something up real fast before we get him on here. Should have done this already, but, hey, sue me. Sue me if you don't like me Googling here. It's like live, live action right here. But this guy is um, it's a great, great, great angler. I mean, a fantastic angler. Comes from a long legacy of fantastic anglers. Let's see here. I'm trying to see one thing, dang it. I will say that the Major League Fishing website is complete doo-doo trash. Like it just is. 
about half the time. You can't find anything. I can't ever find anything. Do do trash. You're welcome for that. How do you how do you find the point stand? I can't even. This is crazy. I, I was trying to see point standings, whatnot. You would think like you'd have your angler of the year, like a big whatever, but I can't. I can't find that. Oh well. But uh, Alton is certainly uh, Alton Jones Jr. is going to be our guest today, and he's certainly way up there in the point standings this year. And let's get him on the phone right now. I think he made heavy hitters as well. We'll ask him. We'll just ask him point blank. Ladies and gentlemen, Alton Jones Jr., the cheater. The cheater. Hey, cheater. What's up? Hey, hey, man. Hey, I had to open with that, you cheater. That's what, hey, I'm trying to give the people, trying to give the people what they want. Alton, like they, they they want me to tear you apart, tar and feather you, shame on you. How dare you use two lines? When you're allowed to, <laughs> except oh, not not in Minnesota. You're, you're giving plenty of them exactly what they want. So, <laughs> so What's going on? I, ta- I talked about it before I got you on. I'm like, I really respect the fact, and you and I are buds, man, and, and we talk a lot. Yeah. I've always appreciated the fact that you will call me on my BS, and you don't care if I call you <laughs> and be like, hey, why is this going on? And you're like, well, you yeah. don't have all the facts. Like, we've always had that relationship, and I and I love that. Um, yeah. and I, and you know, I respect you immensely. So when this popped up and people were just losing their minds, I wasn't even, uh, I've had so much going on. I really wasn't even kind of dialed up to what was happening. And then I started getting tagged and all these articles and things, press releases. And then you reached out to me and you were like, dude, I know you're going to talk about this. I would like the opportunity to come on and talk about it with you. And I love that. So a, thank you yeah. for doing it. Uh, I very much appreciate it and B kind of, um, just walk us through it to kick it off. Like, how does this go down? Does the Minnesota DNR, did they watch you in person? Did they watch you on camera? Like, how did this take place for them to go, hey, Alton Jones Jr., you're getting a ticket? Yeah, so there, there's a lot of, like, how we got to that point that I don't really know. So we'll just start off first day of the tournament. Uh, you know, we've got Group A and B. I mean, Group B. Um I had a camera all day the first day, did pretty decent with about 10 minutes left in the day. I hook a four pounder um, while I'm reeling it in, like smallmouth do, there's like dozens of them with it. Mm-hmm. And I take a second line, which we've all done at MLF, all the anglers have done multiple times, oh, yeah. and, and drop it in. And, and unknown to me, absolutely broke a Minnesota State law. Um, I was, I failed in my attempt, you know, didn't catch that other fish, but you know, we, we, we move along. So you didn't catch, you didn't catch two. This was basically just a cast. It was just a cast. Yeah. It was just a cast. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I believe it was like midday the next day we get a text says, Hey, unknowingly that's against the state law. We're no longer allowing anglers to do that. So there was, um, it was news to the league that that was against the state law. Right. I mean, ignorance isn't an excuse. <laughs> That's um, right. But, but I mean, I'll just go ahead and say, it wasn't just me and Wheeler that had done that. Of we were just I. the two that did it on camera. Yeah. Um, right. And neither one of us were successful at it either. Uh, so, you know, I get the text. No big deal. Every, all 80 of us got the text. Um, fast forward... The next night, uh, I get a call from the tournament director, Aaron Procedures, 
hey, this thing's really blowing up. Uh, a lot of people have written uh, emails directly to the league and to the Minnesota DNR, the, the Crime Stoppers tip line. Uh, <laughs> hang on a second, man. Hang on, hang on, a hang on a second. Can you say that again? <laughs> I mean, literally, like, there, there's like a tip line, like a Crime Stoppers type tip line. And I don't know if it was three people that sent 20 emails. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. If there yeah, was yeah, a couple yeah. hundred. Right. Or if there was a couple hundred people, yeah. I don't know. But um, Lord have mercy. There were some people that made sure their voices were heard and opinions. Um, <laughs> and I don't. Probably I everybody mean, with a fake page <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And so I, this is at nine o'clock at night before I'm about to compete. You know, Aaron said, hey, look, like this is getting blown way out of proportion. Uh, they want to, you know, there's a game warden. It's going to come to the place you're staying. You're going to get a citation. <laughs> And so, um, nine o'clock at night, he came to my house Then he went to Wheeler's house, um, wrote us a ticket. Now I'll say he was incredibly cool, yeah. very level headed. He was like, this is a waste of my time and resources. Oh, this is wow. a joke, but it's coming down the flagpole. And uh -huh. this is like what has to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, uh, I got me a ticket. Uh, I don't exactly, it doesn't say on the ticket, it's 140, 150 bucks, something like that, which is fine. And he, you know, he had whoever had sent it. I mean, they had clipped the live stream and sent the video. <laughs> they wanted our license revoked. Uh, you know, I mean, just really absurd things. You know, they, they, they was off with his head, you know. Dang it, uh, dude. You know, people just love that. There's some people that don't like the league, there's some yeah. people that don't like it. And I think it's, you know, amplified whenever Jacob Wheeler's name is attached to it. There's some people percent. that don't like Jacob. Um, I, for one, really like Jacob. No doubt. Uh, but, you know, I th so I think, you know, you just kind of get wrapped up in this ball. People love controversy. And that's where that's where it stood. Um, you know, it's not my call on what the league decided to do. DQ, no DQ, time penalties, whatever. But, you know, they – they knew that they had messed up. Yeah, they they messed that up for sure, dude. Like it's not. I mean, it's each individual angler's responsibility to know the laws. But what I talked about for you before I called you, how many times do you look at state law? Like I don't. I I, I fished all over yeah. the country and back twice, and like I know yeah. that I don't, unless I hear a rumor like I'm talking to you on a long drive like we do, and you go. Man, have you heard right. about that rule in Michigan that says you got to fish in one flip-flop and you can't go near a marina? And you're like, what? And you go looking it up, and you're like, oh, I'll be down. Like, I hear about yeah. stuff like that every now and then, just random yeah. weird state rules. Or what was it uh, when bass was in California? They had to be hooked inside the mouth, no matter what bait you were yeah. using kind of deal, right? Yeah. Um, like, there's yeah. always these weird ones you hear about, or the uh, Brandon Polinick, the culling thing a few years ago on the yeah. Mississippi River, just bizarre rules, but... Yeah. This one I don't understand just because you have so many, and maybe it's it's probably pertains to walleye or crappie or catfish or something. I'm sure more so than bass, uh, and you guys got got affected by it. But I think that you know, you guys, it's in black and white in your rules that you can do this. And like Rux, his yeah. his statement was, "Hey, we do it for excitement, we do it for fish catches, whatever." Yeah. And guys do it in every league. If you're smallmouth fishing, as long as like if you're in a five fish tournament, as long as you're not culling. And you don't have both lines yeah. in the water at the same time. Guys do it. 
you can do yeah. it. It's something that happens a lot. I do it fun fishing yeah. for smallmouth. Like I've done it in tournaments. Yeah. So, but I think that the league kind of lets you guys down, not to like beat on them, but they did. And in, in them not knowing that was a law, even though it's a weird law, but they yeah. didn't know that going in. But the people yeah. that are like off with your head and Wheeler's head, if you'd have been caught getting fish out of a basket, I'd say this podcast would be totally different. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'd, you know, I'd, for one, I'd be in jail. No, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, we'd be doing this on a collect line. Yes. <laughs> uh, Call from. But yeah, you know, they they did make a mistake. Uh, they're you know, we're still early on in this. It's there's some inexperience in some areas, but um, you know, you got to. We all make mistakes, and 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 we're just gonna just gonna move on from it. You know, they apologize to me. I apologize to them. We're going to keep on trucking, you know? Yeah, I, I like the fact that the press release was made. You know, you hear rumblings of these things a lot. It was the same with the Trace Wendell DQ. I like that Hank and that. I like Hank that was on FS1 talking about it. I like that they put yeah. it on the website. Like, you got to have transparency in these situations yeah. because that does tone down some of the internet BS mom's basement comments that'll come out from people that aren't there. And they do. Listen, I mean, and I, I know I stoked the fire a lot, but. It, it is, it it's insane when you just only read into the negative, right? Like you see yeah. that and you just immediately jump on it because you're a guy like I I know well, and I'm like, all right, like why are you guys just caught up in in this? And I think that you're right. Had Wheeler not his name not been associated with it, the the very the small group that that are negative towards Jacob more times than not, um, it might not even have been a story. You know what I mean? Because I mean, obviously, yeah, like yeah. I don't, you don't hear, I don't hear bad Alton Jones Jr. talk ever. You hear whispers of the Wheeler stuff over the years because there are a lot of. And listen, I talked about Jacob earlier. Incredible dude. I think this is the only top ten he didn't make all year or something crazy. I mean, yeah. it was just stupid. I, or six out of eight. Yeah. Like he's, it's incredible. It's incredible. So I, I have so much respect for that. Oh guy. my god, he, harder. I can't even explain. He, yeah. he, he's taught me a lot, and in everything that I see that anti him I, I just I just kind of roll my eyes yeah you just gotta you know, laugh I mean, I, I've talked about yeah, it on here I'm, for a long time man people uh, they love to obsess over Jacob and, and Jacob is uh, he's the hardest worker in the room dude he's the hardest worker in the room it's hard it, it's uh, I, I tell a story all the time I, I saw him before the, the Chickamauga Super Tournament that he won, you guys had been maybe to Florida for heavy hitters. I can't remember. But he had been somewhere, yeah. and I, I rolled up at the boat ramp on Pickwick the day after you guys finished in Florida, and he was at Waterloo at Pickwick riding around. And I'm yeah. talking yeah. to him like, what's up? Why aren't you home? He goes, well, chick's off limits, so I'm down here just kind of brushing up, you know, keeping my, yeah. my offshore stuff going. And he had won the Toyota yeah. Series on Pickwick, like – a month earlier and I was like, bro, I think you're right. good. I think you're tuned up. Like yeah, go home yeah, and see your yeah. go home and see your family. I, like he's an animal. I need, I need him I need him to lose his edge a little bit because I mean I, I just don't see his reign coming to an end for a long, long time. But do you, you know you, he pushes us all to be better for sure. Well and I think being in that kind of competition is very good, right? Like it does. It it yeah. push it, it does push you guys and you're seeing that. I mean my gosh dude look at Connell three events this year and you could tell he upped that forward-facing sonar game. I know you've been with Garmin as long as I have. You're tuned up on LiveScope. Like, you are dialed on that deal. And it's very much played a lot for you guys this year, I feel like. Not saying that's the only way anybody caught any fish, obviously. But it's yeah. definitely played a huge role 
in all professional fishing this year. Uh, no doubt. I mean, dude, my dad, my dad is, I mean, he yeah. amazing here, like five out of seven top tens. And, and he may have a different opinion on it, but I think a part of it, he's taking all that old school knowledge and, and grit it, but he's like, in his own way, become a forward facing sonar fisherman. That's what that, I was going to ask you that about your dad because yeah. he finished third in the AOI and incredible yeah. year. And I've seen a lot of what I've got to watch this year. It's what he's doing a lot. He, he's he's yeah. out there live, and it's almost like knowing knowing your dad and him being somebody I followed growing up so much and a fishing hero of mine and sight fishing, right? Sight fish, sight fish, yeah. sight fish. Like he's this yeah. just OG. We saw him win with it. But you think that's why he gets fired up about it? Because it's very much you're just sight fishing on a screen, right? Like it's it's tricking the yeah, bass into biting. Right. Yeah, you're right. I, I think I think what it's taken too is like it's so much more than just like a, a small mouth derby or a suspended fish tool. Like, I mean, you can be in, a, in the back of a shallow Creek and you just got to keep one eye on it at all times. That's right. You know, it's not like you're catching every bass on it, but like how many times is one four pounder? Is that the difference in a top 10 finish in a 50th place finish? No, you know? no doubt about uh, it. One bite and, and it, it, you just, you just start to utilize it as a tool and I always, always joke that we're all going to look like so goofy as old men because all we do is stare down. Million we're going to be cross-eyed because we've got one eye on the horizon and one eye on the on the screen. But, um, it's, yeah, it's just a, it doesn't matter where you are. I mean, we go to Florida. I'm looking at it. No it's, doubt. It's crazy. It, it's, it's strange. I've been running my boat without electronics for the last couple of weeks because I haven't got them installed yet, and I've been wanting to go fishing. And I'm like – I'll go old school river out. Look, me and Sammy George were talking about this this way. I'm like, oh, screw it. I'll go way up this creek on Wheeler that we've always fished, blah, blah, blah. And I get up there and the damn fish were schooling in the middle of it. And I was like, oh, I wish I had lines go. Like, I start getting, like, shaky. I'm like, I can go throw yeah. a chatterbait on these laydowns to catch them. No, they're coming up over 20 feet of water, and I don't have live scope with me. And my jerk base. Yeah, or my Kitex in the boat. Of course I don't. I was going to be meat and potatoes like like the good old days. Dude, let me ask you, um, just because you brought up Wheeler, and and I know you guys are buds, uh, let me ask you this. I I had this debate with someone this week, and I want want an insider opinion on this. And I feel like this is a – I'd like to get Jacob on to talk about this too, but – Somebody somebody said this. We were talking about the game, the game that is MLF, because it is. It's a different game. Yep. It's the same yep. game, catching bass, but you got to stand on their throats. you got to stand on the throttle. It's crazy yep. to see the numbers that get put up by a lot of guys on certain days. Uh, but Wheeler has got it dialed. I think we all have yep. to say that. But let me ask you this, and this is a very, like, loaded question, so I'll just, I'll just preface it by right. saying that. Would we see, like, if this was because he's obviously he's done well no matter where he's ever been, right? But do you think we would see this level of dominance from him as far as getting top tens if it was a five fish format with a dip and the game was different, right? Do you think that he knows how to play the game better than everybody? Because obviously we know he's a fantastic angler, he figures them out, whatever. But would we see these kind of numbers? That's the loaded question. If yeah. he were anywhere yeah, so, else, what do you think? So, uh, there's kind of two answers. It's, it's a yes and a no. So, yes to top tens, no doubt. The dude, he's the best angler on the planet right now. million percent. It, I don't, it's not even close. Like, the dude's going to win AOI wherever he goes. The dude's going to win derbies, catch top tens everywhere he goes. 
I do think under a five fish format, it's a little bit more difficult to have that success because mm-hmm. there's less very, I like there's less data point entries, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to beat Wheeler when it comes down to an every fish count. <laughs> however, no. however, you might beat him when you catch that lucky nine pounder. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. So there's going to be some of that. Um, it's like the law of averages, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like the law of averages. If you got to go yeah. catch a bunch of three pounders to beat a guy, it's one thing, and you got to yeah. catch freaking 40. But if all he can bring in is five three pounders, you know what I'm saying? Like you got a chance. You catch you four three pounders yeah. and a five, you beat him that day, right? Like we all know how five yeah. fish tournaments work. So I think, but I think it just is overall strategy, man. Like, you hear some of the yeah. things he does on the off day. He's going to other lakes and practicing to, you know what I mean? Or he catches enough and then he goes, oh, well, the wind's going to blow here in the knockout round. So those yeah. guys can't go find these bed and small mess. So I'm going to go there today and mark them. And then I'm going to kick their teeth in on the top 10. It's, yeah. it's just, it's phenomenal to see that. Yeah, but he, he plays chess, not checkers. Yeah, there. I mean, yeah, every, every move he makes is calculated. So, so where did you. Where did the dust settle for you? I know you got a heavy hitters qualification again, correct? Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, I was last man in the heavy hitters. Okay. Uh, which, which is great because that was a good one for me this year. Uh, no doubt. 15th in AOI. Okay. Uh, 16th. 16th. 16th in AOI. Sorry, out there. There's me lying to you again. Cheating. Uh, hey, who was in the car that just called you out on that, by the way? That was my dad. That, that was big. That, that, was the, that was the man. Yeah, he's, he's in here. He's listening to you he, right he, now. So, so Alton had to call you. And I love that you were like, I'm 15th. He's like, hey, son, you were 16th. That's my favorite. That's, <laughs> that's my favorite. Hey, it's okay. I've gotten him like the last four years, so it's okay. He well, he, he got you this year by a lot. <laughs> he did. He got everybody. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I mean, all, we were doing the math and almost every other year, like after seven events, you're – right there with an AOI and this year he finishes third and he's like I don't know 90 something points back like literally if there was an eighth tournament you don't even have a chance which is just it just shows you the level of dominance that we saw from him yeah and that, that's what I was talking about this friend of mine that we were having this just you know debate going down the road board the other day about Wheeler that's why I asked you that question and and Jacob could have almost not fished that event and still won. Yeah. It's just crazy to, to, to think about. Even though you look at Joe, you look at your dad, the years they have, just fantastic. You said your dad, five out of seven top ten. It's just, it's just wild, man, to think. Like, that's yeah. as good a year as you can ever have almost, right? Like, your dad's been at this a very I, long time. I think he would agree with me. Like, that is that is not easy to do. And then Jacob's just like, oh, you think that's good? <laughs> This is what I'm, yeah, I'm going to do. It's crazy, man. Yeah, we were, we were talking about it. This year was his second best year of all time. One time he wow. finished second AOI. He finished second AOI to Jay Ellis back in the day. But as far as AOI, you know, he had a lot of top fives and stuff like that. But third is his second highest. So, di- so even out of the Angler of the Year years, this one was better overall finish wise. Would you say so? This is your best year. I mean, finish wise. He said second best. Second okay. best. Second to, best year. Second to Jay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so crazy, man. Now we got Jay retiring. That that was wild news this week. Yeah. To see. Sure and I know you. I, so, do you have a Jay Yellow story? Because being on the road as long as like 
Team Skeeter for years, all that. You guys were all all around each other. So, I mean, do you have a Jay Yellow story from like growing up around Jay that you'd share with us? Oh, any, yeah, any, like a favorite I, Jay story? I, you know, I, I don't just right off the top of my head, but I mean, him and my dad were super close. Oh I, yeah. I mean, some of my earliest memories traveling on tour was was with uh, Jay and Jill and, and his his daughters Hannah and Bethany. They were my sister's age, and so they were always ganging up on me because I was the only boy. But um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, he he meant a lot to everyone around us in the sport, not only because of his fishing abilities, but you know who he was as a person, as a man of faith, and you know he just had a huge impact on a lot of people. And it's, 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 it's sad to see him retire, but I know, I know he's going to do great things. He does a lot with, you know, cast for kids. Yes. Uh, foundation. We do stuff with him every year. Um, one of the best events I do. And it's funny at, at this year's banquet for cast for kids, he was telling me about, you know, his elbow pain and, and all that. And it was, it was right after he'd had his injury and going to take his, take the rest of the year off. And, um, so it, it, it's wild, wild to see it come to an end, but I know he's gonna he's gonna continue to be a big impact in the sport and, and to a lot of people. Uh, absolutely, and he always has for sure. And, and like you said, I, I I talked about it earlier on the show before I, before I got you on. Just just his, you know, everything that he taught. It's like your dad. It's like that that group of guys. They brought so much to the sport. They they taught so many things and this is before youtube and live stream you know what i mean we were all reading magazines and watching tnn bassmasters and learning these things from these guys that that still stick right and it's uh it's it's weird to think that we will have a professional bass fishing uh world that doesn't have jay in it right for me as a 39 year old that's that's because because we got guys like your dad and the rick cluns and you know david they're all still around fishing like and, and competitively and uh, like your dad, yeah. second best year ever. Like he has no vision of of stopping this. It, it doesn't look like, you know. And, and and it's crazy. These guys. It's it. Well, I think about a guy like Jimmy Houston a lot. You don't ever know when to get right. out. Like they never get out. It's just because yeah. our sport is once you're in, you're in kind of thing. It seems. And yeah. and uh, so to see somebody out, of course, Jay. That's going to open up a uh, a door for somebody in the elite series that was going to get kicked out. So I think yep. that's kind of cool too, right? Absolutely. Um, so yeah. that's going to let some some young guy that was fixing to have to go through the gauntlet of the opens again. It's going to let somebody right back in. So I think yep. that's uh, that's pretty neat too. That that's going to be a gift that Jay Ellis is going to going to give back to somebody. So um, yeah, and I think absolutely. I know who that somebody is, uh, and they're pretty excited about it. <laughs> And they're pretty. They're pretty excited about it, to say the least. I was excited to hear that news this week for them. Right. Well, buddy, I, uh, I I hope that you don't get tar and feathered on your way back to uh, to Texas. <laughs> I hope that you can avoid any more legal trouble. Uh, you got your dad there for muscle, just in case if the five O gets on you. Uh, if y'all, yep, y'all yep. need backup, just call me, and uh, okay. I'll see if I can bail you troublemakers out of jail. <laughs> I appreciate it, dude. Thanks for having me on. uh, Thanks for taking the time and and thanks for reaching out and always being, uh, always being honest. And, and, uh, and like I said, always feeling like you can reach out, call me out on whatever. I I said that about when I was talking to Trey Swindle DQ last week, Hank Welton Mm -hmm. called me up this week and was like, Hey man, I I loved, I loved your, your take on it. And I wanted to explain to you a couple other things. And I, and I, it was, it was great. That's how we move on in life. Uh, everybody's got an opinion. Doesn't mean they're right. Doesn't mean they're wrong. Uh, but it's good when everybody can kind of get together and talk. So I appreciate you, buddy, as always. And uh, congrats on an incredible year. And you guys be safe. Thanks, dude. We'll Thanks, talk dude. Soon. See you. 
Alton Jones Jr. with the with with Big Alton listening in the truck. Big Alton there in the truck as well. Third place in the AOI. It's crazy to hear him say, "Yeah, my dad's come off his second best." To think he's won classics, AOIs. It's his second best season at his age. It's uh, it's crazy, man. And right there in the mix with Joe Lee and Wheeler, uh, still ninety points out, like Little Alton pointed out. But uh, very cool. Uh, to see somebody compete, man, it gives everybody hope. It's like I said about the Hunter Bogman thing. You you can't stop. You can't stop. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I, I wanted to have him on. I was I was thinking, you know, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about with this? Because I wasn't just bugged by it. And then uh, and then Alton Jr. reached out, and I was like, there we go. We're going to talk. We're going to talk to Alton. So next week, going to get Hunter Bogman. Hopefully, we'll get uh, whoever is able to. Uh, pull off something down there on the Red River. Hopefully it'd be little Trey or Kyle Austin or Bradley Hallman. Some of those buddies of mine down there mixing it up on the dirty old red. Uh, appreciate, appreciate, I can't talk. Appreciate each and every one of you tuning in week in, week out. It means a lot to me. Uh, appreciate the W sauce for bringing you those interviews. The, the sauce right there with Alton Jones Jr. But get you some W sauce. Other than drinking it, and you can put it in a Bloody Mary, but other than drinking it, I haven't found anything yet that it's not good on uh, at all. And I'm going to be sharing more uh, more recipes on Instagram. I know that's funny for me to say, but I cook a lot. I do enjoy it. And uh, I've really kind of gotten wild with this, but they have the uh, W Saucy Worcestershire. That's why they say the W Sauce, because nobody can say it. And then they have this Fire Shire, um, which is spicy. And I'm not the biggest spicy guy. This is uh, this, this stuff's good. Fire shower. So thanks to the folks from the W Sauce for bringing you these interviews on LBL. Got boats and pros coming back very soon. Fixing to start filming again. Get a lot of questions about that. And uh, that's it. That's it for this week. Gonna take you out with some Biloxi Blues. I will see everybody next week. In town to two below. I never could make it last. Spanish moss and Civil War ghosts Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway, it does not know my name And I don't care, no And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there